Hello and welcome to episode 76 of The Brand Lounge, where every Thursday we feature insightful brand stories to showcase the hundreds of ways that businesses have started, the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur, and to encourage you to build your business your way. I'm Tammy Heels, your host and founder of Shadowcat Creative, where I'm a personal brand and marketing consultant. And today I'm once again joined by the delightful Lucy Price, founder of Lucy Hanna Photography, where she offers personal brand and remote product photography for small businesses. Welcome back to the show, Lucy. Thanks for having me again. And listeners, in the last episode, if you missed it, Lucy and I talked all about having confidence on camera. And there were so many good tips in there, lots of practical advice that you can implement and lots of ways that you can work towards having that confidence on camera, no matter what stage that you're at at the moment. So be sure to pop that one on the playlist and listen to it next if you missed it. And today, Lucy, we're going to be talking about you and your business journey so far. So let's kick off at the beginning, because always a good place to start. What was it that inspired you to become a business owner and start Lucy Hanna Photography? I think I like the flexibility of working for yourself. That was sort of a big draw for me. And the creativity of photography. I'd sort of always liked art and things like that at school, but it used to frustrate me when you couldn't quite paint something exactly how it was or things like give me a building or a piece of fruit and I could draw them perfectly but a person not a chance so photography was kind of that that way to capture things exactly as they are to capture a moment and it be true to life so yeah I think that's what that's what kind of drew me to it I love that so capturing moments that were true to life I can completely relate like as someone who studied art at like school and college um because it's kind of some of the foundations of design it was always frustrating if it didn't quite capture the essence of what it was that you were looking at it was so frustrating because it's like I can see what it is and I can see what I've done and there's something that's just like not quite right between the two and you spend so much time on it that it's like how can it not be perfect (laughs) (laughs) that's really interesting and then photography was the way that you managed to kind of find that perfect blend so what was it that inspired you to become a business owner rather than looking for say a corporate career that photography would be a part of? I think when I sort of decided that that was what I wanted to do I didn't really know much about sort of job avenues in photography and I sort of I went back to college to study photography and my tutor at the time had been a freelance graphic designer and photographer so it was kind of like oh well that's how I can do it then it almost never crossed my mind to look into different ways that you would become a photographer yeah that's really interesting so did you go straight from education back into education for photography or was there a period of time when you were employed within you know within the corporate world not within corporate photography but I I actually trained as a nursery nurse at the same time as studying photography in college and working in a nursery and starting to photograph so yeah a bit of everything all at once and was it just that the photography was the way that you wanted to make your money in your world or was that like what what was it that made you decide to choose the photography over the career of um like nursing nursing looking after nursery children (laughs) I think it was it was just that bit of freedom I'd kind of grown up with my mom and her friends all running and owning 
um, a nursery. So that was kind of an obvious way for me to kind of go. And I spent so much time there, it made sense to train as a nursery nurse. But yeah, I think it's not, it's not quite the same creative outlet. And I found myself more interested in sort of the theory side of child development and even how photographs play a part in that than I did the actual nursery nursing. <laughs> so yeah, photography was just that creative outlet that I could make a fun career out of, I guess. Interesting. So when you started your photography business, did you specialise like, were there any links to the fact that you had been looking after children? Did you start with, like, children photography? Did you start with business photography? Like, how did the business kind of establish it? How did you establish the business? Not how did it establish itself? Like, you were part of that, obviously. <laughs> so, yeah, I started doing family photography for children in the nursery. Yeah, And it just kind of grew from there. Family for a little bit. And then it was weddings for sort of a big chunk of my business life sort of thing and then it was working working weddings and meeting suppliers and things that is what got me started on branding and business photography oh interesting so it was through the wedding photography and meeting the people who were supplying the weddings I'm guessing at things like wedding shows and stuff yeah oh that's cool yeah it was they obviously needed photographs and because I'd met them through weddings it made sense for me to photograph for them and yeah doing that it was kind of like well actually this is what I prefer as lovely as weddings are they are nice and that was a very lovely thing to be a part of but yeah I think it made me realize that branding and business photography was more up my street yeah that's really interesting I guess it I'd be curious to hear your insights into the difference between wedding photography and branding photography because I guess on the surface like they're both quite intense focused shoots but I know also that you do remote photography like remote product photography so how was it like what's the difference between how your days are structured because did all of those offer you the flexibility that you were looking for or did the branding stuff offer you a level of flexibility that the wedding photography didn't yeah I think branding photography is definitely more flexible than weddings wedding photography often looking at like 10 12 hour days which is lovely but carrying a camera and all your camera gear and everything around for that long it was a bit too much for me I think whereas branding photography is a much shorter period of focus time and yeah like you can sort of explore other things around that like product photography and helping businesses in more ways than one another question that I have for you as well is because the photography was like the driving the driving desire behind it like your love and passion for photography and capturing those moments but there's so much that goes into a business that isn't doing those things that we really love and enjoy like I'm fully aware that as a creative myself you don't spend all your time doing that creative work you wouldn't spend all of your time taking those photos so how have you found the balance between the stuff that you really love like the photography and running a business and all of the kind of hats that you have to wear that come along with it yeah I think I think I still struggle with the balance sometimes to be honest I'm not the best accountant and I'm not always the most organized and things but it's one of those things that you just kind of have to get on with don't you when you're in a business I wish we'd got I wish there was ways to get taught more about it from earlier on but yeah I think it it kind of outweighs itself being able to do 
what you like. That's cool. And how did the remote product photography come into it? Because I'm I'm really keen to dig into this a little bit because it's a service that I haven't seen hugely available, but it's it just it seems like such a no-brainer. Yeah, I think it's um it kind of happened by accident at first. I worked with a lot of local businesses to do photography and sort of setting up a bit of a almost like a studio style within their premises or their house. And then it kind of, there was a business in Ireland, I think it was, who were like, oh, I've seen your product photos, can I post you some stuff to do it? And it was kind of like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Instead of me going out and setting up in different people's workspaces, it made more sense for them to spend things to me. So do you have a proper studio set up at, at, at home now or did you have an office? I know things have been different with the pandemic and everything, but do you have like a permanent space set up for it? Not really. I tend to rearrange <laughs> my living room um, just because that's the place in the house that's got the best light. So I take over it for a couple of days a week when I'm taking photos and then I have an office for when I'm just doing all the boring stuff that goes along with a business. <laughs> And editing as well, is that something that you find takes up more of your time than you were expecting? Or was that just kind of, do you still enjoy that as much as you enjoy the photography part? Yeah, I think I've always quite liked editing. I think I have quite a a minimal editing style. Um, I like to keep things quite natural and true to life. So I'm not one that spends hours and hours on end on Photoshop on one single image, changing absolutely everything about it but yeah like editing photos takes as much time if not more as actually taking the photo (laughs) it's always the way isn't it so when it comes to um your business as a whole how long how long have you had your business now it'll be 10 years next year I think that's incredible yeah it seems ages (laughs) (laughs) and do you feel like it's changed significantly from when you started to when you are now I know that you've gone through different stages of kind of the the niche that you were choosing to photograph but there are other other areas of the business that have changed that you weren't expecting or I think it's much more about me now sort of especially my brands and everything which when I started I didn't think I really knew much about branding and there wasn't the same emphasis on personal brands as there is now but if you'd have asked me 10 years ago I would have never thought that I would have a business that is constantly covered in leopard print and but yeah that's that's where we are now so I love that I love that it's just become more and more you over the years <laughs> it's like it's it was sort of me anyway I was used to say I never left the house without something leopard print and it was most of the time completely accidental I just had that many things <laughs> So it makes sense that actually, yeah, why wouldn't that translate into my business? Because that's me. Yeah, of course. We'll talk a little bit more around your branding in a bit, which I'm really keen to dive into because I love leopard print as well. So that would be a fun part of the conversation. One thing that I'd like to talk a little bit about, because your business has been so established for such a long time, like 10 years is incredible in a small business, particularly for like a growing business with all of the changes and everything that has happened through the years of small business like this boom in small businesses happened and it feels like your business is tracked alongside that as personal branding has grown then so have you and so I'd love to kind of explore some of the successes that have maybe surprised you along the way is there anything any particular moments that stand out to you where you're just like huh well that really helped shape the business that I have now 
I think probably like fallen into brand photography. When that happened, it wasn't something that I'd ever thought about. I was very set in sort of, oh yeah, I photograph weddings and that is what I will be doing forever. Yeah, so it was when when I kind of happened to to help other businesses out that I knew through the weddings, it was like, actually, why have I not been doing this? Anyway, like this seems like a much more me road to go down. It's always funny how you can stumble into something and be like, why didn't I do this all along? Like in hindsight, this feels so perfect. But I think a lot of it's just awareness, isn't it? If you're not aware that it's an option. Yeah, I think it was something that I hadn't seen many people doing. I think it's it's become a lot more popular in the last couple of years for small businesses, especially. So I think sometimes you just don't always know that the chance to do that is there. Yeah, absolutely. So we've covered some of the successes that you've experienced, but over the course of the 10 years, I'm sure that there must have been some moments where you're just like, what is going on or what am I going to do? And I know that the pandemic is probably one of the key ones that's had maybe more of a negative. I don't want to say a negative experience because I, you know, I'd love to know how it helped you shift and shape your business, but it was something that wasn't necessarily a blessing to start with if that makes sense so what kind of hardships or moments where you're like I don't know what to do and then you've obviously overcome them have there been any that stand out that have really kind of helped shift the direction of your business I think a lot of the times I used to struggle was when I still worked part-time because it was like I'll work part-time a couple of hours a week and that will be sort of the stepping stone that means my business can flourish as well and but it never quite went like that <laughs> even just working part-time there was never enough time everything else that I needed to in the business as well and um, so I think I struggled with that for a long time but thankfully I have a husband who was just like well just just go for it and we'll see what happens so yeah that's what I did and I'm still here now so <laughs> It was obviously the right choice, but I think it's always hard when you're trying to trying to juggle everything else that is going on outside business. Yeah, that's really interesting. And I'd love to talk a little bit more around that, because I think that it's one of the options that many business owners will consider if they're at that stage where it always crossed my mind is like, how can I make that transition between being fully employed and running my business on the side in my in my case or you know others maybe how do I go from being employed to self-employed and then having a part-time role always feels like it's a good mid-ground but from what you've shared there it's almost like it's not actually a mid-ground because there still doesn't feel like there's enough time to invest in either properly so how did you make the decision to ditch the part-time I know that you said that you had the support of your husband but was that something that you just gradually realized it wasn't working or was it something that you went full-time part-time this isn't what I want and then quite quickly moved on I can't think how long I worked part-time now (laughs) (laughs) I think it was at least a year that I went I went from sort of working 40-50 hours a week in a full-time job to I think there was one point I was working two jobs and seven days a week and still fit in photography in somehow and sort of weaseled it down to I think it was four hours a day for four days part-time which you think oh that gives you gives you plenty of time but it didn't I think it was sort of I'm very much oh my whole day is gone if I've got to work for four hours (laughs) it, it takes too much energy 
out of me to then come home and do whatever work it was that the business needed as well so it was probably about a year or just over a year that I was in that sort of part-time work and it was I think early on I sort of noticed that this wasn't going to work the way that I thought it would so it was kind of we set a goal of okay well I'll work until this point and if by that point I've got what seems to be sort of a bit of a client base and some solid bookings behind me then that can be the time to leave the the part-time role awesome no it's really interesting because I think that yeah I think that like I said it always feels like it's going to be the right stepping stone but I can completely relate to what you were saying about it still takes so much energy to go and do the day job even if it's for a few hours it's something that I tried in my business I did reduced hours which meant that was it reduced compressed hours so I still worked my whatever it was 40 hour contract but I worked longer days Monday to Thursday so that I could finish early on a Friday but because I was so wiped from the longer days and still having to work on the Friday plus I've been working in the evenings like by the time it got to that Friday afternoon where I'm like this is my time to focus on my business it was really hard to feel that you had the motivation the energy and kind of the inclination to crack on with it so yeah that's really interesting so you made sure that you built like a bit of a client base I know that now you've introduced quite a few different packages where you have like retainer work was that the kind of work that you had set up when you were in this stage or is that something that's fairly new yeah that's something that's fairly new I think um, when I was kind of leaving part-time work it was very much wedding focused I hadn't sort of stepped into the branding world just yet whereas now yeah it was the pandemic that sort of led to the different product packages and things just because it made it made sense because of everything that was going on to offer more flexible ways for people to get photographs with their business. Yeah, it's interesting because the theme of flexibility seems to be running right the way through from your business. So you wanted that flexibility and it's it's really lovely to see that now your packages and the way that you work tends to reflect that for flexibility back to your clients. Yeah, I'd never actually thought about it like that, but it all links together. It does. It all comes back around. Um, awesome. So let's dig into your branding a little bit because I am excited to hear about this. But let's start with um, your business name. So what was it that made you decide on Lucy Hannah Photography for your business name? Is that what the name of your business has been from the start? Yeah, it's been the same since I started. Um, basically, it's just my name and my middle name I always had in my head that I didn't like my surname and I wanted at some point to change it so I didn't want to use that in business which was good because I'm married now so my surname is completely different but yeah it just sort of it made sense for the name to be my name because I don't know I'm not I'm not one that can name things easily <laughs> yeah I didn't I never wanted anything that would be like too cheesy or so it just my name is just the easiest thing I didn't really have to think about it too much that's good though I think that being able to just make that decision and just go okay this is what it's going to be like saves a lot of hassle (laughs) it's one of those like I have to like it because it's my name so (laughs) it's an excellent point it's kind of like what we were saying in the last episode wasn't it it's like it's your face anyway so you may as well use it (laughs) it's not going anywhere so well surnames come and go but hey first and middle names are here to stay exactly 
Um, so when it comes to your branding and your visual identity, so I know that you had spoken about this earlier that branding wasn't necessarily something that you had huge kind of experience of when you were within kind of the early years of your business and the wedding side of your business. It was only kind of at that point that you started working with brands that maybe branding became a little bit more prevalent in your world. So have you ever spent time or money and invested into your branding, either your visual identity or your strategy? Yeah, but only very recently, I'd say over the last like 18 months that I've sort of realised actually it is, it's a worthwhile investment. I think it can always seem a little bit scary to invest in things like that. But actually, I think it's it's made a massive difference to my business as a whole. So it was the right way to go. I'm really curious because you built a successful business for what would have been like eight or nine years without having that need or that desire to invest, to invest in your branding. So what was it that made you go, actually, maybe this would be something that I should invest in? I think it just didn't, the business didn't seem... It didn't feel quite like me beforehand, I think. Like it was sort of me trying to be what I thought I needed to be in a business. And that has kind of worked for weddings and things because, yeah, it just did. And it was a lot of words of mouth bookings. So I didn't necessarily need that solid brand behind it. And I think realising that a lot of the people I was working with now work with me because of me or they're quite similar to me and yeah it just it made sense that I needed to make sure that the brand was more about me as well and what was it that you chose to invest in first did you invest more in the strategy behind it to try and establish kind of how you wanted it to feel or did you go straight through for the brand identity first thing I think was strategy that I went in for um, and sort of defining my messaging and everything like that and then I'm very much like a DIY person with things so like my website and my branding has always just been me but sort of I knew that it wanted to be I wanted it to be slightly more than what I could create so sort of started to invest in more visual elements to it. I think that that's a really good point though it's interesting because when people think about investing in branding it's such a broad piece because you could invest in someone like me who does like all of it like the strategy and the identity and we can work through it all you could invest in just a designer to get all of that visual identity like really really nailed and get your visual identity sorted and branded or you can just work with a strategist but I think that what you've done which is a brilliant blend is that you've invested in elements that can add to your branding because I I know from conversations we've had previously you invested in an illustrator wasn't it to create you some bespoke illustrations to use on your website yeah um which I now love and I'm so glad that I actually went down that route so yeah yeah so it's really interesting that that's something that I don't think is covered that often is that you can invest in elements of your branding. You don't have to outsource the whole thing. You don't have to work with someone else, but all of it, like you can pick aspects that you know, maybe you don't have the skill set for, the patience for, you need a bit of support with, but you know, you don't have to outsource 
and pay for someone else to do your logo and all your branding elements you can choose someone that you connect with to do say your copywriting do your photography do your illustrations do like little bits and little elements as and when you need them so that you can build up this brand as like over time so yeah that's really I, I love that and I love the illustrations that you've got I think that they they fit wonderfully with your print and yeah full of leopard print so can I ask how did it feel after you went through that branding process how did you feel as a business owner with the difference between having a brand and not having a brand I think I felt much more focused sort of I was clear out on what I wanted the business to be um as well as sort of where it is now which I I think just makes you feel better as a business owner anyway when you know there's sort of like a clear purpose and you know exactly who you want to be working with and the things that you want to say I think it just makes your job easier than trying to sort of mumble along and make it up as you go along yeah I agree did you find that your goals changed once you had this branding did they kind of either amplify or did they change in any way probably a bit of both I think it it helped me sort of see this is where the business could go and like if that was actually what I wanted or if I needed to to pivot that and change and I think it changed a lot of the things for sort of right now um it wasn't just like this is where the brand could end off it it changed like a lot of what I was doing at the minute oh interesting would you be willing to share a little bit like an example of what it was that changed yeah I don't know if it comes across but I think the way that I talk about things I was I sort of always interested in confidence and the effects that photographs have on people which strangely stems from working in the nursery learning about like how photographs impact child development and things I think there's lots of similarities with how that affects business owners oh interesting yeah so I think it it made me sort of clear on actually these are the things that I'm interested in and they will help other people so I want to make sure that that is part of what I'm doing now not just part of where I want the brand to be yeah I think that it, it really comes across in your branding because I know from I can't remember when we met but I noticed particularly over kind of like the last six months where we've been more in each other's lives I guess that I've seen it's very clear that you talk a lot about confidence and feeling confident with and in front of the camera, like across all of your channels. And I think that that's a really integral part of branding is knowing what almost like what your hook is, what your focus is, what that one thing is that you want to be known for that's going to help you to stand out. And again, like even the last episode that we recorded together, where we we're talking about confidence on camera, it all kind of brings it back around to that. So confidence and leopard print I guess are the things yeah sums me up quite nicely (laughs) so I would love to know I've got two more questions around kind of your business but the first one that I've got for you is a new one that I'm starting to ask because I'm super curious about this and I would love to know what the favorite part what your favorite part of your business is oh I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I think at the minute it might have to be the leopard print illustration (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's probably a really silly thing to pick but um yeah it's the sort of thing that I want like printed on a t-shirt no I don't think that's silly at all I think like your favorite part of your business can be something huge or it can be something tiny and I love that that's something that feels so intrinsically connected to you 
like you never leave the house without your leopard print. So it kind of makes sense that your favorite part or the favorite element of your business is the leopard print to bring the two connected together. I think it just makes it feel so much more like mine, which is, seems almost silly to say because it's always been my business. But Yeah, I think that there's a certain amount, like I've been talking a lot with my friend, friend of the show, who will be listening to this while she's editing, Siobhan Fox, that there's a certain feeling of like a corporate hangover. So if you've ever worked for someone else and then go to work for yourself, there's a certain amount that kind of sticks around for longer than you realize. And then when you fully embrace that you can have your business in any way that you want and you can build it in any way that you choose, like it is really liberating. And I guess that maybe that leopard print illustration is is your is your marker, like your, your me flag that you're waving on high for your brand yeah because I think it is so easy to get caught up in how everyone else is running a business or how you think you should be perceived within your business when actually when you just let go of all that and focus on what is right for you and the people that you want to work with it just kind of comes together so much nicer I think yeah do you get a lot of comments about the leopard print that you use all the time Um, and sort of like that's the first thing when I meet clients in person for the first time that's often the first thing that they look for is am I actually wearing leopard print or not or it's like my easy way of saying here's how you found me in a crowd (laughs) I'm the person that's wearing probably leopard print shoes and a leopard print bag and probably a leopard print t-shirt all I want (laughs) all in all in for it um awesome so the last question I have around your business is what has been because your business has been going for so long and you would have seen so many different trends come and go with the development and rise of social media and then your change through wedding photography to personal brand photography so what has been either your favorite or your most effective way of marketing your business for growth I think for me it's always been Instagram probably because I spend far too much time on this (laughs) I put a lot of my effort into it but I think it's just like it's a nice community on Instagram so it's a nice place to spend time it's so visual yeah I think it was always going to be the favorite place for me do you find that you get a lot of business through Instagram as well at the minute I'm probably 50 50 with Instagram and Google when I worked sort of just with weddings that was pretty much 99% through Instagram that's really interesting to see how it's changed over time awesome so from everything that you share with us today and from everything that you've kind of experienced in being a business owner and growing a business and being established for a decade which is exciting what would be the one piece of advice from your journey that you'd want to share with the listeners probably that it does um, pay off to invest in things you sort of you don't have to invest in everything at once or the same way that everyone else is doing it but it does help to to have other people's creativeness and input and knowledge to to get to use for you brilliant yeah I love that I think investing is something that can feel incredibly scary when it comes to any form of investment in yourself or in your business particularly I think for any females who have been very used to not spending that money on themselves and particularly if it started off as a side hustle it can feel very uncomfortable to reinvest that money back into the business but and this is just from my experience to any guys out there who are like no me too like apologies you can you can come on in it's fine come and join the club but um yeah I think that exactly what you said there is like fill in that skill sets that maybe you don't 
have and choosing the way that you want to invest that works right for you so if you want to invest in photography before you invest in a website then absolutely do it that way like choose what you want to invest in that's going to support you and your goals and the way that you want to build your business much more than following a plan that someone else has put out there just because it worked for them so yeah that's excellent advice I love that um awesome so thank you so much for joining me today Lucy where can the listeners find more of you online Um, so they can find me at Lucy Hannah Brandon on Instagram or lucyhannahphotography.co.uk. Perfect. So I'll pop all of the links in the show notes as always. And thank you once again for joining me and sharing your business journey with us. It's just been wonderful to listen to. Thanks for having me. Anytime. And listeners, if you're enjoying the podcast, can I please ask that you tell just one other person about us? Um, They can search for The Brand Lounge anywhere like iTunes or Spotify um, and hit subscribe because it really does help the show to grow and it means that I can continue bringing you new episodes and new guests every week. And until next time, head over to our Instagram or Facebook communities with the links in the show notes. Oh, or our clubhouse because we now have clubhouse and we can continue these conversations in The Brand Lounge.